are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Welcome back to the last of our introduction educational series. The last podcast, we call it the fish market. The fish market to me is the same as the stock market. Why would I call the stock market a fish market, people? Because fish goes bad fast, just like news (laughs) from the stock market. (laughs) Yeah, how long does it take fresh fresh fish to go bad generally before it stinks? A couple hours, maybe. A little longer than that if you're icing it and refrigerating. About 72 hours, about three days, right? Okay, we're icing, we're icing. Uh, Well, but I call the stock market the fish market. Because in the world of stocks, what's happening with information and flow? Oh my God, every second, something changes. Things are moving, right? Things are moving. They may or may not affect our positions. Uh, But the point of looking at the stock market like a fish market, to me, is that any given day, what's available at the fish market? Uh, Fresh, something fresh, something... Well, what would we buy? If we're going to the fish market to buy, what would we be looking to buy? I want the fresh catch from the morning. You want the best fresh catch from the morning, That pays me a little something back and... That fits all of our rules, right, right. So when I call it the fish market, think of it when we when we're when we're looking at a stock, we're issuing a trade alert or a recommendation or a buy list. It's because for the next seventy two hours or so, we think this is good fish, right? Yeah. But after that, if you're still wondering, should I should I still be buying shrimp, uh, and and you don't have a, a recent recommendation from us, call call us please, because <laughs> we'll 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 give you we'll give you the we'll give you the fresh look on the market that day. Um, so that's why I call it the fish market. I also call it the fish market for another reason. Why? It's kind of a reminder that since we live in a dynamic world where economic cycles change, new information comes out, companies go bankrupt, new companies form, new things happen, uh, outside events like pandemics or, or, or tsunamis happen. We need to monitor our positions. We need to see, is there something happening in the stock market or something's happening outside of the stock market that's enough, enough severe enough that it's going to move things. And, and we'll want to maybe change positions. We might want to trade or at least analyze it to see, do we need to make a movement? So I call it the fish market because it needs to be monitored. Just like the fish. Just like fish. And the weather. Yeah, and the fish are just like a tender right. thing. You need to monitor the... Well, when you go to a fish market, you know, one of the things I learned living in a Chinese family for 23 years is you look at the clarity of the eyeballs to see how fresh, fresh the fish are. For me, when I'm looking at a stock, I'm not looking at its eyeballs, but I'm looking at all the other metrics. You know, how is it fitting in the rules? What's happening in management? Has something happened that changes our point of view? Something just happened, you know, today is February 12th, 2022. And just this week, I had one day where I did 12 trades, six sales, six buys. Do you know why I did it? 
because there are certain trends in the market that dictate this no, would be a smarter something choice. Something else no, something a little happened. more exciting for, than for the For me other? to do 12 trades, something happened. Inflation? Yes. The new CPI numbers came out and the Fed comment came out and I could see that while some of the inflation is transitory and will knock it down from 7%, we're now talking about living in a world where inflation's gone from a less than 1% a year to where it's going to normalize out to three and three and a half percent. That motivated me to do what I call a rotation of, of, of the fish in my aquarium, in my fishbowl, so that I had fish that were better able to swim in that inflationary environment. That's what monitoring is all about. It's about taking advantage of those moments to rebalance and improve our position. Do you know what the net effect of my 12 trades was this week? No. I do no. kind of want to hear it though. You don't want to hear <laughs> it? I do want to hear it. You do, do want to hear it. Now, bear in mind that when I made these trades, in one case, I traded a stock that I really love, but I had a big profit in it. So I wanted to take some profit. What I did though, is I traded a, a bunch of stocks that were paying me about... 4.94% in dividends with some dividend volatility. I'm not sure those companies are going to be able to sustain it because some of them like Kimberly Clark are going to have he uh, heavy uh, headwinds going forward because wood pulp prices, their, their, their cost to manufacturers going up, labor's going up, uh, the commodity inputs to make diapers are going up. Uh, I'm worried about their dividend. So if I can swap that into things that are going to benefit from this, uh, like uh, Canadian uh, natural gas pipelines or uh, a company that, that lends to real estate developers, but in a, in a very, what I would consider prudent or, or reasonable way, I was able to take my income up to over 6%. So I got a very nice bump while also lowering the risk of my portfolio as the economic cycle's changing. Yeah. Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, now, when I placed those trades, I made orders to the stock market for, these, for the common and preferred stocks I was buying and selling. I think it's important to take a moment to discuss how do you place an order for a stock. Now, just a reminder, you do have time with us each month. So if you want us to stand there with you while you place the order to make sure it's done right, we'll get on a Zoom call with you, a phone call, whatever you need. And it's also important that you and all of us understand what are the different types of orders you can place into the market to buy fish. Uh, so when you're buying an equity, we're going to talk about five types of orders. Limit, good till canceled, also called GTC, open, market, and stop loss. Uh, any of those, you want to take a guess on what the first one limit means, Connor? What a limit um, would be? Say I'm looking at my, what's like an easy stock to just drop off, like Ford or something. Sure. I don't know. It's like Ford. Yeah. Okay. And like, uh, I want to put an order in at a certain price, I think, right? And it buys it at that price. Right. So you're saying, I don't want to pay going more up. than. I don't want to pay more than. I'll pay less than, but not more than. So I'll limit. So if right. Ford was trading at $50, 50 bucks, yeah. and you wanted to only buy the stock at $4.95, you would say, I want to buy X number of shares of Ford at limit $4.95 a share. Right. Now, for how long will that order be good? Can you set a date? Well, if, if, you, if you place the order uh, as a limit, it'll just be for the day. You could add some things to the order, like a good till canceled, 
which would allow it to go beyond today. Um, you could say it's going to be, um, yeah, that's it. That's your only, that's your only other choice. It's either for the day or longer than a day that your limit order can be open. Now, the second one, we just sort of touched on a little bit, GTC, good till canceled. That's kind of, kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Yep. What do you think it means, Leela? Like you've set a price that you're willing to purchase or sell, right? No, no. We're just talking about good till canceled. Not, not, there's no limit anymore on the order. We're just saying, I want to buy Ford. Uh, I want to buy a hundred shares. I guess there is a limit on it. Yeah. At this uh, price. At this price. Good till canceled. Until I say cancel. There you go. <laughs> That's it. It's that simple, right? Okay. Because uh, it's just until Ford actually reaches that specific price you put the limit price on. So if it never right. freaking reaches so if it, I limit, you're just... If I limit, it's just for the day. But if I limit, good till canceled. If you just do a limit, you're literally predicting. It's almost option trading at that point, isn't it? No, not? no, you're because not you're, com- you're just saying, I'm not willing to pay more than my limit. Okay. So I, I see where you might say it's an option because for, of the for the price. day I got to guess oh my limit like I'm no always... it's not a guess though it's you're just saying I won't pay more than X I don't want halibut at more than five bucks a pound I don't care how much halibut there is okay. if it's trading five fifty give it to everybody else the second it hits five bucks a pound fill me right with the right, give me my halibut yeah. right uh, but if I say limit and I don't say good till canceled at the end of the day if the halibut hasn't come down to five canceled. bucks your order's gone yeah right. But if I add good till canceled, tomorrow my order's still there. Until you cancel that. Right. Those or until things, it never goes to five bucks. Cause, you know, and, then you it know. just sits out there, right? <laughs> yeah. But are those good and clear? Yes. Cool. Now let's go to the next one, which is in some ways, um, it's kind of the most risky type of an order, which is an open order. What does that mean? It's open. It, it tells the broker or whoever's buying no it idea. if you place if you hit the thing is just buy it just buy it just buy like it at the price right? just buy right. it right open can also be be the same as market okay oh that at market price kind yeah. of the deal there yeah open and market are 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 basically the same thing so if you if you place an order at market it means they're going to go right out and 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 just buy the stock as it's available. So now when you talk about that wire, you want to be like first in line at that wire and stuff. Has this ever been a big deal when you get an open market well, price okay. and then like 10 but, seconds later, you're like, oops, are we going to be able to buy at the best price is a good, is a good question, especially when you place a market order. The answer is no. Like never. But does it matter that much? Is it going to be that? If I'm an active day trader and I care about every little eighth and every little 16th of a dollar, then I care about that a super lot. If I'm buying to hold because I like the income stream I'm going to get, I like the profit sharing I'm going to get, whether I paid an extra 12 cents a share for my hundred shares, really? It's a bit irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is in the sands of time. Right. And, and that's why we like to play the game with this set of rules. So we don't have to get overly involved. Now there is a time when a limit order makes sense. Most of the time I place my orders market. Why? Because that's that's the what the market is looking like. It's like a current thing. It's a present. Well, it's part of it. The fish market. It's also part of it. Think about it. I'm putting an order into the market. Um, it's active. It's trading, right? Uh, if if this, let's say, I wanted to buy ten thousand shares of a stock that only trades about five thousand shares a day, 
If I place my 10,000 share order onto a stock that only trades about 5,000 shares a day, what's going to happen to that stock price? I place an order to buy at market. Oh no. Does that really? Down. It doesn't? Uh, let's, let's go over it You're again. You're putting more oh, money in it. To buy the stock at market, it whatever doubles. the price is, there's only 5,000 shares that generally would trade a day. I said I want 10,000 shares. What's going to happen to this? You increase the demand, and so the price goes up. Right. Demand is outstripping supply mm -hmm. by okay. a lot, mm -hmm. right? If I don't put a limit order, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get well and truly raped. Right? There's really no other word for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. The market will rape me. Yeah, okay? yeah. It is. It's a violent act. It may charge me double for the stock price. All right. You wondered what you saw what happened to GameStop when there was a short squeeze. It's the same thing when you place an order for more stock than is available. It's a sort of a squeeze. So that's where a limit order makes sense, where you're going to place an order so large that you're going to move the stock price. Oh, wow. That's where limit orders come in. Otherwise, market. Right. Now, the last one on the list is called stop loss. Ooh, stop loss. You lost me there. Stop the loss. Stop the loss. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and Connor got it, exactly. Stop the loss. All right? A stop loss is if you have a rule, and some investors will do this, I generally don't because I'm monitoring. You generally don't need to because we're monitoring. However, you can do this if you want. You could say that if the stock price drops more than 10%, 15%, you have an order and it says sell it. So that way, if I'm away, I'm on vacation, I'm not paying attention and something happens, I don't come back and see it's gone down 50%. However, would a stop loss at 10% at loss prevent a 50% loss? Will it all the time guaranteed? I don't think anything's all the time guaranteed. You're exactly right, Leela. There was a time when that got tested and proven to be a problem, which is in the dot-com meltdown around 2001. It's called gapping in price. So think about a stock price. If a stock price is at 55, you have a stop loss at 50. You're assuming that the stock price trades from 55 to 54 to 53 to 52 to 51. But it may to drop to... It may go from 50 to 42, <laughs> right. and now you got 42. Ah, because there was no trade at 50. Wow. Oh. So stop loss generally works, but wanted you to bear in mind. But it's not a guaranteed. Against a gap, against a, a price gap. Significant gap, maybe. And that happens when some, something really, really bad happens, like an accidental nuclear explosion that affects the economy, or we go to World War III. Otherwise, but then in the circle of uh, you know economy, we've already invested in other things that are going to do great during World War III. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope we don't have World War III. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 that's but let's just cover them one last time. There were five different types of orders. There's limit, which we set the price at which we're willing to pay. Uh, it only lasts for the day. Limit good till canceled, lasts until we cancel it. There's open and market, which are essentially the same thing, buy the stock at the prevailing offer or bid price in the market. And then finally, stop loss, which is um, uh, please make sure I don't lose more than X if at all possible. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one -on -one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.